This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, how to avoid becoming a human sacrifice in the name of blackness, what the fuck is womanism, and how to get your black joy on in the face of white consumption. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Queen and Jay. Tea with Queen and Jay. Tea with Queen and Jay. Why you all in my grill? Why you yeah. Are we recording? Can you oh. pay my bills? Can you pay my bills? <laughs> Let me know. I knew you would jump in and do the little mo part. <laughs> I didn't even have to like, I'm like, I know she's going to do it. Yep. I know she's going to do yep, it. Yup, yup, yup. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks. Welcome to Tea, tea with, with Queen and Jay. Jay. We, we are two women's race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with, with Queen, and Queen and Jay. Ew. Yes. Yes. Hi, Moni. <laughs> Why are you um, all about grill, though? Why? I don't know. Those are great questions. Yes. Can great. you pay my bills? Can you? Let That's me know if you will. Hey. Because the chick got to live. <laughs> They're important. They're you important know. questions. If you want to follow along with the conversation being had on this podcast, you can use the hashtag T with QJ, or you can use the now listening hashtag pod in. That's P-O-D-I-N. And once again, if you use hashtag T with QJ on Twitter, Instagram, all the social meds, we will find that shit. We'll retweet your shit. We'll repost That's your funny. shit. We will respond to that shit. And you can see what other people are saying about this episode or other episodes yes. or anything happening with T with Queen and J. Exactly. Yeah. This episode is a spot of tea episode. Spot of tea episodes make it so that we can do this every week. Um, It's just free form. We freestyle. Well, not really freestyle, but it's just less segments. Yep. That's what this episode is. If we you're just, a new listener, we get on the mic and we talk our shit, yo. Shiznick. So again, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I feel refreshed. That's 2019 good. is treating me right. Mm-hmm. I feel good. I feel like I'm making progress. Okay, look in at my that. Life and That's my goals. Right. I made my doctor's appointments. Yes, that feels good since I'm running out of health insurance. But I made my appointments. <laughs> Can you pay her bills? <laughs> right. <laughs> So I feel good about that. So yeah, things are coming along. That's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like January is over already for some reason. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with me. I have a lot invested in January, so I need it to last long. I saw you and uh, Money and them talking that shit. I was like, I can't participate I in this because like, I need January no, to be as long seemed, as possible. I feel like last year, January was long. I don't mm. know why. It was January 5th and I was like, I feel behind. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> a lot. What is wrong with you? All yeah, right. there is a lot. Do you want to tell the people what libations are? Yes. Libations are where we pour some for the people, places, and things that give us black joy. Pour some for the homies, some liquor, some, you know, tea, whatever you want to do. You can do that. And that is what our libations are. All right. So, Jay, do you have any libations? I do have a libation. I went to see Aquaman. Oh, that's interesting. (laughs) Yes. Did I I sound interested? No. I enjoyed (laughs) the fuck out of it. It was fun. It was a fun movie. It's not a great movie, but it's a fun movie. And what I enjoyed and like what wasn't lost on me and what I couldn't forget was that Jason Momoa is a person of color. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that was really evident throughout the whole movie. And I enjoyed that shit, yo. They had a, they, you know how, you know how this goes. If you're white passing, they will get a white ass baby 
Like if they, if there's an origin story and you're like white passing, but yeah, like, like we know that they you're brown, they would have a whole white, white ass blonde ass baby and then be like, oh, she grew up to be a, a Puerto Rican. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so was. yeah, so there were several scenes where Jason Momoa, we were like doing a flashback to him as a baby, as a toddler, mm-hmm. as like a little kid. There were at least like five or six different like child or teen actors mm-hmm. that played like his character and yeah. they were all like brown they were all That's children good. of color so That's like good. that it seems like such a small thing but every moment i was like it's another brown baby it's mm-hmm. a brown baby mm-hmm. so i thought that was super dope and uh yeah. such race nerds we are yo that's yeah. why y'all listen to this podcast because we're race nerds. If and I, I bet no one else said that it was like oh the babies are brown <laughs> <laughs> Well, I actually, I listened to Black Man Can't Jump podcast and they reviewed it. As, well, that's their job is to like to mention that type of thing. So they mentioned, they talked about him as a character of color, but I don't know if they mentioned I'm the sure brown baby. No, they didn't mention I realized the when we did our Black Panther review mm-hmm. um, and we were like, the people, like when they were young, they were the same shade as when they were old. Like we were like right. kind of the only ones like right, right, that. Right into race because mm-hmm. you know we're mm-hmm. fucking race nerds but. yeah awesome. no it's important i was like look at them all these brown babies <laughs> so yeah so i enjoyed that shit so go That's see cool. it and jason momoa is fucking gorgeous as usual mm-hmm. and uh and it's a blessing and i think that <laughs> yeah because men are not very attractive they're not they're not I'm yo not. he's hot y'all can't even dress yourself a yo. fucking ble- yo dude Okay. Can't even Speaking dress of dressing, yourself. it felt like casting and like like um, wardrobe. Mm-hmm. It felt like the whole cast. Aquaman, I feel like, is based on Jason Momoa, who he is as an actual person. Okay. <laughs> okay. When he was in street clothes, he dressed like how we see Jason Momoa dress on the street. <laughs> For real? Yes. Yes. That that he is Aquaman. That mm-hmm. is him in real life. You know what I'm saying? Got or at it. least like his media persona. I would. Well, say. Well, he does come from a place where water is like. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, that does sound. He's good. Aquaman in real life, Thank so I enjoy that. that. I will see another one. The movie was heavily flawed. Jason Momoa makes everything better. I don't know. When... I saw. You know, I don't watch these things, but uh-huh. Twitter was yelling at it. Yeah, all those Twitter nerds I follow. Yeah, they no, there's a lot to complain about in this film, but I can't wait for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see more brown babies. Okay. More ch- child brown Jason Momoa. I want to see more grown ass Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. And yes, I do have complaints. Mira's wig was a mess. There were a lot of dumb jokes. There are cosplayers that dress better than all of the costumes <laughs> that were in that film. Okay. There's a lot of foolishness, a lot of shit that made no sense. But you know what? You know what? Two and a half hours of Jason Momoa. I watch him do anything. Okay. And it's a blessing. So libations to Jason Momoa. Okay. Libations to little brown babies everywhere. Libations to Aquaman. Uh, libations to Polynesians. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't it's know why I'm laughing. That it's wasn't a, a joke. It's a blessing. What are your libations this week? My libations were, so Jay and I decided to hang out. We don't hang out. <laughs> Date night. Yeah, but like we don't. We're always together gather. doing work. We're having fun together while we're working, yeah. but it's rare that we're like, hey, let's just go and do this thing that has nothing, nothing to, to do, do with, with this podcast. This podcast or like being like this a podcast. brand, which is this podcast. Yeah, this podcast. Yeah. So we went to see Big Frida. Mm-hmm. This is my first time seeing Big Frida. I think you've gone, yeah. yeah. And she. No, it's not my. It's my second time going to a Big Frida show. I've seen Big Frida at Afropunk. Okay. Yeah. And she fucking did that shit. She is also a blessing. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. It was so good. Mm-hmm. I like to see people being free, so I saw yeah, freedom on the stage. Yeah, I like to see black freedom. It was black freedom on the mm-hmm. stage. It was fucking dope. Mm-hmm. I love booty shaking music, so that was mm-hmm. happening. I enjoyed that. You already know. <laughs> <laughs> I I loved it. I loved mm-hmm. it. It gave me so much life. I just loved it. Yeah, her nails were amazing. I could see them. Her nails were amazing. Her, her hair, hair was, was amazing. amazing. Her makeup was flawless. Uh fucking yeah. amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. And then I like seeing um the whole stage show. Like they were having fun. Like right. those dancers that he has have a relationship with mm-hmm. him. Cause you could see them kind of like yeah. the way they exchanged with each other. It wasn't mm-hmm. just like we're at work, we're gonna dance, we're gonna do the thing. Like they were still laughing with him mm-hmm. while on stage. I saw one of them mess up and she was like, and he kind of was like, girl. Like anyway, they don't know what the fuck. Yeah, they don't know what the fuck happened. You know, like that type. Mm -hmm. I just was like seeing all of that. It was nice to see all that ass shaking. It was just, it was great. Then at the end of the show, this is how great the show was. The show was over. The DJ was still playing music. His DJ was still Mm -hmm. playing music. They could have left. Right. Um, still playing music. We're all dancing. And then some of the dancers came in the crowd and was dancing. It was like, cause it It was was a party. The energy was dope. Yeah. They bring that, like that bounce energy, that like New Orleans energy. They bring that shit with them wherever they go. And so like to come in the crowd and like do the electric slide slide with us and just, and, and it wasn't like everybody was still there. People had like already started leaving. Yeah. It was like a small crowd of people hanging out dancing enjoying each other's company being black and shit so it was nice that they were having the dancers had got their drinks they were having they were just yeah. enjoying themselves yeah. having like a little party it wasn't after like the show. work right it wasn't like we're yes. set is done okay let's i'm leaving go. you know let the fucking venue music the, play the, out or yeah whatever. like the dj was still, still like, up doing there thing. yeah and it the, the really dj even got down and started dancing yeah trying to make us do that footwork stuff i don't know i just started doing a hill toe because i don't i'm sorry new orleans <laughs> right. it looked like the hill toe to me it so looks, it's very similar that's what i, did. I think but, but yeah it was dope I did. I have seen Big Frida perform at Brooklyn Bowl before. And so it was delightful to see. Usually she'll pull people up on stage to booty shake and all that stuff and like to battle or whatever. And this year. Tell it. When I was, it was all people of color yeah. on the stage. And so whenever you go to any show in New York, it's going to be white people there. Mm-hmm. They're going to show up. They're going to make their way. Especially at Brooklyn Bowl, there's a certain element of safety that they yeah. feel there I could, It took me a minute. Jay noticed, but it took mm-hmm. me a minute to get over the white joy happening Lots of me. white people. Lots of white people there enjoying themselves. Yeah. And some, for some reason, white people white women in particular enjoying themselves around us it always because they take up too much space there's lots of hair flicking in my face there's lots of pushing and shoving without saying excuse me they move in a they move in a way that's often oppressive right yeah and um and then in the preset they pay a little wayne and i don't i feel uncomfortable when i'm around white people in little wayne place okay because they really like little wayne so that's when I got. <laughs> they do. I thought you were gonna say because the n word, but it's specifically because they get they get turned up. Yeah, when like Lil they Wayne forget. But I think that when they love Little Wayne so much right. that like they don't remember the fucking rules. Yeah. Don't say nigga around yeah. me. Like yeah. I was hearing nigga. Okay. Like like Little Wayne is their Jay Z. Mm-hmm. It was like ugh. Mm-hmm. so. I always when if I'm in a place where there's more white people. Or if I'm, well, we were standing at that moment. It was white, mm-hmm. more white people around us. Yeah. And I heard Little Wayne. I was like, uh-oh, I don't feel safe. I was like, what you talking about? <laughs> and it came on and it was like, it was like, 
glad I felt safe. They all like got in like unison. It was yes, like something they... out of a religious uh, practice or yes, something. They... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. It was interesting. <laughs> I expected that. Yeah, I'm thankful that there. I feel like there were more black people this time. I saw a little Wayne. I mean, not little. Here we go. Now it's in my head. Excuse Sorry. me. I saw a big Frida at Brooklyn Bowl. I want to say it was. What is this? Nineteen? I want to say it was like five years ago. Oh, I was like nineteen. Twenty nineteen. <laughs> oh no, like, I want to say it was like 19, five years ago, and I feel like there mo- there were more white people there for some reason, mm-hmm. right? I remember when you described it. It sounded yeah, that way. and on the stage when she pulled people onto the stage, it was like this whole set of white girls who I know follows her from like town to town or performance. Mm-hmm. They had, they were all dressed. They had tassels on their booties and all kind of shit. <laughs> um, and then just other like white, just lots of white people, which is, it's okay. I think if it's a mixture, but it was like overwhelmingly like, this is who's on the stage. And I felt like this time, she made an effort to pull up on the stage and to center people, people of color, color, the people of color mm-hmm. who were in the audience, yeah. the black girls who wanted to get up there, all of that. So yep. that made me feel good. It made me feel safe yeah, feel amongst safe. all of these white folks who are there enjoying the black experience, yeah. enjoying black life, enjoying yep. black mm-hmm. joy, yep. enjoying black music. White people are there doing this, but I appreciated that in that moment, okay, you're a spectator. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so libations to that. And then real quick while we're here, I just went to give libations to um, everybody who knows not to celebrate white mediocrity. We were there and oh, there was girl. a competition. Uh, there was like a booty, a booty shaking competition. Or was it whining? Because that was it the... It was the opening act. It was like a dance hall yeah, artist. Yeah, it was a dance hall artist. And she pulled up a few people on stage and it was this white dude who got up and did his version of whining. You know when they just move their pelvic muscles, they don't like move their hips? Yeah. Or they, it's Some... kind of like... It's kind of like sitting up and down really fast it's, it's not really yeah like, uh, right yes it's like it's riding like, a horse it's, it's not like really that. like and it's like the you know that little blow up thing that blows in the wind <laughs> in front of the like car the dealership yes. yeah, that was, it's it. just that it's just, i'm doing the thing with my arm my arms are really long so it's funny imagine it anyway he looked like that and he the crowd went. was going nuts wow a whole black girl just went up there and like and broke her back and it was like dope and amazing. He goes up there and looks like the little blow up doll. And everybody's like, oh, look at that white man doing that wine. This is what I've been waiting for. And this is why Jay's my friend because she starts screaming, white mediocracy, white mediocracy. I, I came there for a good time, okay? Not, not a hard time. So... Yeah, that was happening. Then this other girl got up who was uh, clearly very talented at whining and dancing yeah. and all that stuff. And she got like half the applause, I guess, because she just we just assumed she came out the womb doing that. I can't do that, but okay, whatever. Anyway. I can, but you know. Yeah, okay. I was buying my drink at that time. So. All right. Well, stop supporting white mediocrity. Yeah, and I appreciate everybody who doesn't play that game. And uh, stop clapping louder for the white person who gets up and dances or gets up and sings like a goat. And we confuse <laughs> it with soul music. Stop doing that. Are you talking about Shakira? Not fresh. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. But I had an amazing time, yo. So libations to Big Frida. Yeah, it was. And it was I had a really good joy. time. I do need new knees, but my knees are better now. Mm-hmm. When I got home, I was like, 
Yo, remember we had gone out, we had gone to Spot Castle that one time, and we were there all yes. day. This is back in the day before it got nasty. Before someone died go. in there. Oh, my God. <sighs> Thanks. I'm going to go, though, I'm sipping before my anyone has to go back to work. Before I have to go back to work, mm-hmm. I'm going to go. Anyway, we were there one time. We were there all day, and we were talking to this older black woman. We were just talking, having casual conversation. We talked about Beyonce. She's like, you know what I like about Beyonce? Beyonce. Her knees. <laughs> I wish I had her, her knees. knees. And we're sitting there all young. Like, what are you talking, talking about? about? You got your own knees. Now I want Beyonce's I want Beyonce's knees. knees too. My knees are not what they used to be. They are not Beyonce's. They're not Beyonce's knees. They're not my knees that I had when I was sitting in that tub <laughs> having that conversation <laughs> with that auntie. Like, what are you talking about? Anyway. Yeah. What are we talking about? I affirm that I'll have new knees. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Tell the people about uh, donations, podcast donations, yes. T with Queen and Jay donations. So if you would like to donate to T with Queen and Jay, well, let me first tell you why we asked you for donations. Donations help to sustain this podcast, sustain it. progress this podcast, progress. and literally keep the lights on for this podcast. Okay. That's right. Okay. Um, you can donate by going to our website, twithqueenandjay.com. And if you're on the homepage, slide down, and that's where you'll see two options. Two. We have our PayPal option, and that is where you could come however many times you want and put however much you want in that pot. There's no commitment there. Whatever you want. Whenever the hell I can't deny. I don't know Whenever the words. Whatever you need. Whenever you need me. I'm ad-libbing your donation Oh, thing. my you bad. Okay, go I, got, I, like, I have a All song right. in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other option is our Patreon option, and that is where we're asking for a little more commitment. We're only asking for $2 a month. $2! That's $24 a year. You can do, you can do more. Or you can do less. Mm-hmm. That is to your discretion. But we're only asking for $2 a month. And that is our Patreon option. Right. Um, we also have non-monetary options to donate. And that is by subscribing to yes. this podcast. Sharing this podcast. Share tagging us in those things. People say, I'm looking for a new podcast. Mm-hmm. Tag us in there. Yep. Telling your friend. Yep. You listen to a great episode and you know what resonates with your homegirl. She needs to hear it. Or your mm-hmm. homeboy needs to hear it. Or your mm-hmm. home day and they need to hear it. Mm-hmm. Share it. Yep. So, That's right. Rate us. Give us five stars. Mm-hmm. Leave awesome comments. All that shit, yo. I'm slow. I could have just said home me. I said home day. But I like home day. Okay. <laughs> cool. So, yeah. So, donate to us. We appreciate it every time you do it. So, we have donation libations for this week. Mm-hmm. We have some new Patreon subscribers. Yes. And they are your fly auntie. Thank you. Thank you so much. Her Instagram is adorable. I appreciate <laughs> you. Uh, we have Ashley. Thank you, Ashley. Lisa, Dana, Maya, Rendizi. Thank you. I like that. Yeah. Thanks, Rendizi. Trine. Oh. Terrene. I think it's Terrene. Okay. Terrene. Thank you. There's no H on the end of this, right? There's, mm, yeah, okay. with no H. All yeah. right. Yeah. So Terrene, Justin, and Juan. And Juan says, I've been listening to your podcast since your collab with Latinos Who Lunch. And shout out to Fabi. Hey, shout. Hey, Fabi. And now tune in every Tuesday. Libations to both of you. Thank you so much, Juan. We Thanks, appreciate Juan. you. And then we have, uh, we got a PayPal donation from uh, Alessia or Alicia, Alicia or Alesha. Or Lisaya. Ah, yes. 
Um, and they say, hi, Queen and Jay. I've been listening to you folks for under a year and you hooked me with the first listen. I'm trying to do better with paying for my content. And what a better place to start than to pay black content creators. I appreciate all that you do and look forward to all the future episodes of this new year. Keep being your beautiful, insightful, hilarious selves. Thank you. Thank you. That was a great description I appreciate that. We appreciate your donations. They helped us do a lot of shit Word. last year. Every donation that y'all give us goes back into the growth of this podcast. We are not like pocketing money and like paying our rent with it and shit. We are using it to do podcast stuff. So thank you again. We have a few announcements. We have events coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yep. All right. So Saturday, January 19th, I'm on a panel at the Black Comic Book Festival at the Schomburg Museum in Harlem. I'm super excited about that. I go every year. I love it. It's a dope festival. And now she gets to be on a panel. I'm so excited with like some of my favorite people. Mike Flood, who is our favorite Superman, the only Superman we recognize. Hey, he Mike. is hosting Hi. the panel. Don't talk to him Hi, like Mike. that. Don't talk to him. Hi. Don't talk to him like that. So I'll be on that panel. Kennedy from... The Black Tribbles is on that panel. And then a bunch of other like dope people on the panel. So I'm super excited. It's called Black Villains Matter. We'll be there talking about badass supervillains who shine in their blackness and how it speaks to us. I can't fucking wait. I can't wait. I can't wait to see if you wear something. Um, cause you do that cosplay stuff. I might wear something. We shall see. Yeah, so I'm excited. The have you have you talked to your creative team that I you did. try to act like you don't have? Me and the homie Ronnie, we did have a hey, conversation Ronnie. this evening. Okay, yeah, we shall see. We're working on it. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm excited. Um, the festival is Friday and Saturday. It's free with registration, and I will leave the link to that in the show notes. Yes, and uh, we need you to come through. We need you to be there. Yeah, bring your kids, yo. Yeah, my panel actually it starts early. That panel starts at 10 a.m. on the Saturday. So please come through and check us out. Then the next weekend, that is starting on Saturday, January 26th, we have a whole like weekend of Bad Bitch Brigade, black ass podcaster shit going on. Mm -hmm. So I'm super excited about that. The first is our homies Inner Hole Uprising. They are having a welcome home party for uh, one of their co-hosts, Rob, who was away on active duty for almost an entire fucking year. Yo. Yep. For y'all asses. Yeah, yo. For y'all. Serving like our country uh, and shit. Yeah. I'm just glad I didn't have to go. So I am glad too. And I'm happy that they came back. That's right, yo. Cheers to Rob. They're throwing a sex positive dance party slash welcome home celebration for Rob on Saturday, January twenty sixth. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. back. From seven to ten PM. It's free with RSVP. So it's gonna be at the Star Bar in BK. We'll put the RSVP link to that in the show notes. And we hope to see you there. And then we have another event, Queen. Yes, yes. So um Mix Vixen, which is my magazine, and Carefully Black Girl are coming together to do a vision board and attention setting workshop. It'll be at the Cafe Con Libros Cafe in Brooklyn on January 27th. So that's the day after you finish at the dance party. You get yourself together and then you come and you make a vision board and you set your intentions and goals for the year. Mm. Please RCP. The RCP helps me know how much supplies to have. And if you're not going to come, just donate. I have a donation link there too. Um, and that'll help me cover the cost of everything um that me and the girls at Kefi Black Girl are, you know, help they'll just help us out. So um RSVP if you wanna come. And if you can't come, we're cool with donations too. 
Oh, I'm excited. I mm-hmm. can't wait to make a video. It's five to eight. Please be on time because it is a workshop. That means that we'll be talking and having mm-hmm. some discussion. So you're going to okay. start like a white man's five. Mm-hmm. Okay. I paid right. for that time. Cool. The time I'm going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't play yourselves. Okay. <laughs> be there on time. Okay. And then lastly, our homies at Bag Ladies Podcast are doing a live show on January 28th at the Green Space. One city at a time. That's right. We're super excited about that shit. If you're not familiar with Bag Ladies Podcast, it's hosted by two Afro-Latinx Dominicans from the Bronx who are dismantling... um, The same shit we dismantled. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Unpacking your, helping you to unpack your baggage baggage. while they unpack their baggage. And it's a dope fucking show. Get familiar. You can visit your, you can visit their website, uh, BG Ladies with a Z. Z. Yeah. Yeah. You can visit their website, bgladies.com to listen to the podcast if you're not already familiar and to get tickets to their live show. Again, that's January 28th at the Green Space. They will also be starting at a white man's 7 p.m. Yes. So come through at 6. Plan to be there at 6. Mm-hmm. Get comfy. Grab a drink. Chill. And do that, yo. So we just gave y'all like four events. That's like four different That's things to do. mad things to do. And uh, if you're in New York or if you want to come visit New York, there's stuff to do, yo. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. Are so, you ready to get into the show? I is. So Jay, what kind yes, of tea are you drinking? I am drinking a chai tea latte. Okay. And it's nice and cold since I got that project heat going in my apartment. Mm, and it's a blessing. It's the best heat, y'all. Yes. I'm drinking the same because right. Jay once again has blessed us with the chai latte. It's a mm-hmm. I enjoy it. I like it. Um, what are your pronouns, Jay? Uh, my pronouns are she, her, they, them. What are your pronouns? She and her. Al. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? I'm affirming as always that I'm a bad bitch. I'm affirming that I'm enough. And I'm affirming that I'll be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma for the 2020. Mm-hmm. I also want to affirm that I will be the best wig maker yes, bitch. yes. You've yes. ever seen because I'm still practicing. I affirm this too because mm-hmm. your blessing and your skill will be my blessing. <laughs> okay. And I'm looking forward to it and I can't wait. Yeah. Because y'all not I doing enough wait. for us kinky Afro people. I can't wait. I can't wait. Because you're so good. <laughs> yes. Thanks for everybody. Oh, God. So, Jay, what do you affirm for yourself? I affirm as always that I am not a lady. I affirm that I am enough. I am healthy. I'm happy. I'm rich, bitch. And I affirm. That I'm going to have a cuff buddy by the time Us movie comes out in March because it's scary and I want to be able to watch it. And Mm. I would be nice to watch it if I had a nice sized cuff buddy next to me Mm -hmm. in the chair that I could cuddle and squeeze while I watch Us movie and get scared. And somebody that I could also talk through the film with. And yell at the screen with. Yell at the screen Mm -hmm. with and then cover my eyes in their shoulder slash armpit. Okay. Yeah. I want to add to your affirmation. Okay. Okay. I want y'all to be so far along that y'all are like fucking already so that they can come home with you or you go home with Mm -hmm. them and you won't have to deal with nightmares alone. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Because that shit. Yeah. It looks very scary. Yeah. So hopefully this person, at that point, y'all are comfortable enough Mm -hmm. for you to be fucking or for you to be in their home or them in your home so you can like have someone sleep over that night Mm -hmm. or you sleep with them. Doesn't have to be sex, but- I want that for you as well. Because that'll be nice. I accept it. Okay. I receive it and it's done. Okay. All right. So we are going to talk about a bunch of cool things. Lots of great things. We got a bunch of cool letters. And we haven't really done T-mail in a while. We didn't do a letter last week? No. 
We talking about all Kelly's dumbass man hours. Oh, right. Well, it's only been two weeks. We killed out of the week before. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yes. So we are doing a few letters, and uh, these are ones that we picked because they sparked some interesting conversation. Yeah. And um, so here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. Are you ready? So what's the what's the what's the scenario? So the first letter is from Seesaw, and the subject is T-Mail. Dear Queen and Jay, I appreciate the work that you do so much. Thank you. You've managed to revolutionize my entire morning routine to the point that I actually don't dread coming into the office anymore. Apologies in advance for this lengthy letter. I actually have no excuse for this behavior. I'm looking for advice on how to not get slapped when I move to New York. A little history about me. I grew up in a mostly white in mostly white suburbs of Northern Virginia, went to the white-ass University of Virginia, and then moved to formerly black as fuck, but now everything other than black, San Francisco two years ago. Yeah, that, that place ain't really black no more. I'm moving to New York soon and having a this ain't Kansas anymore moment. In other words, I fear I may have lived too cushy a life to truly thrive in New York City. Last week, I visited a friend and we stayed in Crown Heights. I was excited because I hadn't explored the neighborhood before and I heard about the banging Jamaican food and a bevy of black people. But y'all, just when I started thinking about how much I love the neighborhood, reality checked in. I guess I might have been too apparently jolly smiling and swinging my shopping bags from side to side too hard because a creepy, aggressive man noticed me. Stopped as I walked past him, looked me up and down and said, black bitch. Mm. He then started to, that's not funny. I just made me laugh though. He then started following me in a fit of rage and y'all, he was black too. She puts that in all caps. Yes. (laughs) It be your own people. Why, Sway? Why? (laughs) My immediate instinctual reaction was to freak out a little and start walking faster. A reaction which I later kicked myself about. Should I have used the opportunity to stand up to this creepy dude? Call him a black bitch back? Keep walking towards my destination unfazed. When I talk to my New York City-based friends about it, they're all like, that happens all the time. And I know this type of thing could happen anywhere, and it's not necessarily indicative of New York City as a whole, but the that happens all the time statement gave me a little pause. I'm used to being playfully clowned by black men, being objectified by black by black men and my favorite of all time being respected and protected by black men like my brother and father and believe me I have seen my fair share of massage noir but this was something else and I didn't quite know how to handle it I still don't I guess my question is threefold how would you as New Yorkers have reacted to this man how do we as black women keep our wits about us without perpetuating the idea that all black men are scary and we should cross the street if we see one walking towards us. More generally, how do I refrain from getting slapped in New York? Y'all are amazing. I learned something new from you every Tuesday with love, Seesaw. Thank you, Seesaw. Thanks for that. Yes. Hmm. Sips tea. All right, so I'll start. Mm-hmm. I this does happen often. This kind of like random. I'm minding my business, and somebody assaults me with like the language of like the noise of the streets. Mm-hmm. The noise of the streets is at times that's uh, our hustle violent, and bustle. Yeah, that's our hustle <laughs> and bustle. Like a violent assault from like a stranger, mm-hmm. a violent verbal assault. And I think that you, so your instinct to like 
rush off and hurry off. I don't think that's a terrible thing. You I don't, don't either. Yeah, you don't have to like confront every single crazy person. You or, literally me, would ableist, just see or e- every single um person who makes like, you not feel safe. Right, right, right. You don't have to confront them. Yeah. on the street every time. You don't feel safe. Just flow with that. Mm-hmm. And if you did do that, confront everyone who kind of made you feel unsafe or uneasy, you'd be mm-hmm. screaming. You wouldn't have a voice. Right. <laughs> you'd be screaming all the time right. in the city. Mm-hmm. You would like. Yeah. I think a typical response, like for aged, seasoned New Yorkers, is to like keep walking like Stoneface. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when. So when I am walking alone, like how you describe this, maybe you were um, enjoying yourself. Mm-hmm. too much and when i say too much i mean for this the, the grinch <laughs> for the grinch right for the grinch <laughs> and this asshole who said something to you that's probably what it is it's very rare that i walk the city with that level of like ease and like comfort and joy unless mm-hmm. i'm with someone else mm-hmm. then i can relax a little bit there's more of us kind of thing usually I'm moving from place to place unless I'm like I'm at the park or I'm somewhere that allows for like a certain level of like calm and relaxed, like looking around kind of thing. Um, But I generally am kind of just moving from point A to point B. And I'm not saying that you should move that way, Mm -hmm. but I'm saying that um, I feel like (sighs) that's going to sound victim blamey, but I was going to say I feel like. Um, I feel like the degenerates of the city and people who are prone to verbally assaulting others mm-hmm. prey on those who look vulnerable. And I feel like joy is considered vulnerable mm-hmm. in this city to certain people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think there's anything wrong with how you responded. And... I don't think that you should necessarily change the way that you enjoy walking about New York. Yeah, I don't think it doesn't. I don't think I think you were thinking too much and taking Mm. this too personal. He could have did that to anybody. I've had people call me black bitch and I never like I was Mm -hmm. not even paying attention or anything. So it doesn't take anything. You didn't do anything probably to even trigger him to do that. He would have called somebody else a black bitch mm-hmm. who didn't look at him, who wasn't walking with joy, any of that shit. So I don't think you should think that you did something that made him do that. Some people are just fucking degenerates. Mm-hmm. It would have fucked with anybody. He probably called the black woman who walked before you, who didn't even look at him and who was walking fast, a black bitch too. Mm-hmm. Who knows? So I don't think you should take that too personal. You don't. You probably you call the white lady that walked yeah. ahead of you a black bitch. Like so, like it'd be like that. I'll yeah, hear. I don't even think you take it that serious. Not serious, but I don't think you should take it that personal. Mm-hmm. That it was something about you. I don't think you should own all of that. Um, yeah, don't do that. Um, I will say that I kind of like you. you saw how you describe yourself walking. Mm-hmm. I will walk in joyful ways if I'm like listening to certain music that I listen to. In my mind, I'm in the music video. <laughs> so. <laughs> So I do walk in like in those ways and mm. uh, just do you. Like if you want to walk joyfully through the streets, do that shit. Like there's no need for you to change that. And there's nothing about that I feel that targeted that. Like mm. 
There are people who are stone-faced and walk through New York from point A to point B and don't even make eye contact with people and they get fucked with. That's it me. It doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't. I do still doesn't get fucked with. It doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. Okay? So you be you and you do what's comfortable for you when you walk through the city. Like, if, it's, said- if it's not unsafe to other people... Then do you right. like? Don't change that. Mm-hmm. Like, keep that. You Shit, said, we fucking need that. <laughs> you said something about pedestrian. Um, like, yes, that's the thing we too. I think that's uh, another thing that you might have to be adjusting to. Like all of these places that you said you live, with the exception of San Fran, that there's a, it's a you don't have to have a car to live in San Francisco. But when you come from a place where everyone's in the car mm-hmm. versus New York City where lots of people are walking around and the interact you interact with way more people than you would in a place where you just drive everywhere and mm-hmm. you drive to the destination. So when you're transporting the places, you don't have to interact with people in the ways that we have to in New yeah. York. So you just get to the place. It's different. Mm-hmm. It's going to be different. That's something that you're going to have to like adjust to and get used to because it's different. Like... It's just different. And yeah. I think that that's why you usually have the conversations about street harassment more so in the places mm-hmm. where there's more pedestrian-like places. Although women do get street harassed in places. Like, men yell shit out of cars all the time. Yep. But it's generally a huge conversation in places where there's a pedestrian place where people are walking more and out and about in that way. Mm-hmm. So that's something you're probably going to have to adjust to. Yeah. With. Then you ask, how do we as black women keep our wits about us without perpetuating the idea that all black men are scary and we should cross the street if you see one walking towards us? I would say, <laughs> Queen's face right now is killing me, <laughs> but I would say that- Cross the street. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I don't feel safe. I don't care. Right. right. I don't care. I'm yeah. going to be honest. Yeah. I do not. I would say that men have established a reputation for themselves, men of all races, and they're fucking scary, and they can be scary, and they often, there are there are men who don't understand, there are men who are good and mm-hmm. still don't understand the threat that they pose with their size, with the, way yep. that, the ways that they take up space around women, and how we could be made to feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. because many of them are larger than us, and stronger than us and could just physically kill mm-hmm. us kill us yeah. with their bare hands. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like I, I think that as you become more accustomed to um living in a pedestrian city, you will better be able to gauge, okay, so this this type of man, right? Mm-hmm. This man, whether it be his size or like a look in his eyes or whatever, is making you feel uncomfortable, uncomfortable. versus this type of man who, okay, maybe he is like six five, but he's not giving me like sketchy mm-hmm. vibes right now, yeah. whatever. So I feel okay. So I think it's about that. I don't think it's about I don't think that you should feel the pressure. Nope of not making a black man on the street feel uncomfortable by you trying to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I frequently cross the street when I'm on the same... um, If I am on the sidewalk with a pack of white people, Mm -hmm. okay, with a group or gathering of white folks, especially if they are... A group of white men. Oh, I'll be across the street. Yeah, I don't care uh, how old mm, they are. I don't nope. care if they're teenagers, nope. if they're teenage boys. If they the are, yeah, I, I, I cross the street. I don't go to Midtown. That's just a thing Janicia doesn't do. Um, there are lots of them there in large herds. I just try to mm-hmm. personally yeah, avoid. Um, I'm so happy my life stuff. doesn't make same, me have to go there. Same, it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I think that um, I don't think that this is a thing that I think that black women frequently do because we are trying 
to um, we are trying to balance and kind of I don't know what that what that word is. Um, we're trying to accommodate for a lot of the yeah. oppression that black men experience mm-hmm. at the hands of a hostile white society and white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. And so we take the burden of a lot of that shit yeah. on our backs at times at the expense of ourselves. To our own detriment. To our own detriment. Yeah. 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 Um, like if you think about it, statistically, most crimes happen based on proximity Mm -hmm. generally you're going to be around more black people generally the people who harm black women the most are black men Mm -hmm. so it's not like we're saying something far-fetched like we're pulling this out of our ass Mm -hmm. the person who is most, the man who is most likely to harm you is a black man so i think that it is important that you prioritize your comfort always Mm -hmm. and not think about these things if you are uncomfortable cross the street if you don't like the way that man is talking to you in Mm -hmm. the bodega leave if you Mm -hmm. don't like prioritize your comfort even though i think still a stressful and detrimental example right so me just deciding okay it is midnight which happens in new york you'll be out super duper late and now you're commuting commuting home on public transportation or maybe you've taken an uber pool and they drop you off two blocks away from your house house or whatever and Mm -hmm. it's fucking 2 a.m i'm on the block in the dark there's a black man on on my side of the street i don't feel safe with anyone on the same side of the street. I don't know what's about to happen. Yeah. It's too dark or whatever. Uh, but I don't want to cross the street because I don't want to make him feel uncomfortable. So even if you choose not to cross the street or if you then choose to cross the street, you've already had to do all of this like social, political negotiating within yeah. your own head, which is stressful. Takes, takes you know, fucking days off of your life or whatever. That though stressful is one of the smaller negotiations we make we also do this in the workplace yeah i know people who are being harassed by black men at their job and don't want to report report it because because they don't want to report a black black man man. they don't want to throw a black professional under the bus and this black man is not taking into consideration the comfort of this black woman and the care of this black woman or any of those things yeah he comes in and he harasses her every time he sees Mm -hmm. her he's not thinking about like you said, her comfort, her safety, and none of the things not that she's negotiating. Absolutely not. He's not thinking of her as this is a black woman at work. I'm going to uplift her and support yeah. and her. And let me not and add stress her. to her because yes. she is already a yes. black woman at work. He looks at her and he says, this is a black woman at work. This is someone that I can abuse more readily than perhaps the I would w- abuse a white, a white woman. woman at work. So again, these are isolated incidents. These are things that happen to us mm-hmm. and we cannot continue to sacrifice ourselves we can't continue to sacrifice ourselves yeah period Mm -hmm. and then lastly more generally how do i refrain from getting slapped in new york mind your business yeah mind your business Mm -hmm. um don't sit on people on the train right if you can't fit in that seat don't sit there Mm -hmm. what else i think minding your business is key Mm -hmm. i like space i'm a big proponent new york city is very hard especially on public transportation but i think when it comes to Spaces where you are waiting, if you are waiting for the train, mm-hmm. if you are walking um, on a street, I think I, I try to leave space in between myself and other people. Yeah. Don't do another way to not get slapped is don't stop in the middle of the sidewalk. Don't stop. Keep walking or move mm-hmm. to the side if yes. you need to stop. 
dude. Because we will slap the shit Wherever out of you. Wherever you are. You will slap the shit out of you. Wherever you are, move to the side. Move to the side. You, move to the you side. You can't text and walk at the same time. Move, move to, to the, the side. side. Don't stop. You can't walk Don't on the that. subway steps. Yeah. Move to the side. Move to the step side. Step to the side. Always. We, when I mean, in we doubt, all got a place to be. When in doubt, step to the side. Yes. But I think you'll be okay. I think so, too. Yeah, you'll be all right. Yeah. Um. Also, New York City is a lot of non, non anywhere, nonverbal cues. Use them. You know, your face tells a story. And everyone here is not angry and blah, blah, blah and all of this shit. Either. Yeah. It's not that serious. You'll walk past a lot m- more men who won't say anything than the guy who said black Facts. bitch thing. Facts. Okay? So, mm-hmm. just think of that also. Right. And white people will say horrible things to you. Oh, girl. Yeah. Especially depending on your hairstyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome to New York. <laughs> You want to take a break real quick? Yeah, let's take a break. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money! Do you know what this year is? Giving black this women year. your money. Yes. So, Give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they... Give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh, yes. Yes. We do this dope-ass Women is Race Nerd podcast every motherfucking every week. Every week. Sometimes twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So, how can you do that? You can go to our website. Yo. TeamWithQueenAndJay.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. And we have two options there. So two! Can, two! You become a patron. Or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time yes and we're black all the time all right we have another letter i'm gonna read this one mm-hmm. and they have asked to remain anonymous and the subject is anonymous please thank you okay <laughs> this letter says hey queen and jay Hope you hope you two women have been doing well. Would just like to say I've, I've been enjoying seeing both of you on the grapevine. Hey, libations to grapevine. And look forward to the future episodes. Also want to say thanks again for your encouraging words. Last time I reached out, it means a lot. I have a question for the two of you regarding womanism versus feminism. Firstly, I would like to know why the two of you identify as womanists and not feminists. If you've already discussed this in previous episodes, my apologies. We have discussed this before, but I think we don't discuss it often. Enough, so yeah, I'm, and so I'm okay yeah, I'm okay again. with vis- visiting this. Um, you know, and you're a black woman asking, so hey, 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 that's that. That's why we're reading this. Also, recently on Twitter, I, I saw feminists having some arguments over some things that Chimamanda Adichie said that were transphobic. Honestly, I still don't really know what she said however it sparked a bigger conversation surrounding the elitism within feminism and the necessity to engage feminist texts literature and theory in order to self-identify as feminists i wanted to know your views on this as i see that many 
As I see the many ways that idea is flawed, but I also recognize the necessity to engage the works of theorists and scholars who have laid the foundation for these movements. Moreover, do you believe that there is or should be a set of criterion or on the basis certain morals and ethics one should live by in order to call themselves a feminist slash womanist? Because if not, these political movements lose focus? Question mark. I see a lot of people, especially in pop culture, celebrities using the labels feminist, but actions and work not feminist at all, but instead sexist and misogynistic works that aren't propelling the movements forward. Lastly, I want both of your opinions on the current state of these women's movements, feminism and womanism. Where have we been successful, failed, and what's next? From one African feminist to two womanist baddies, I bid you both farewell until the next episode. LOL. Thank you so much for this. Thanks for this. So yeah, we appreciate this question because it allows us to revisit this and kind of clarify who we are and what we do and why we call ourselves who womanist race nards. Where we come from, so we tell them. I don't want to play. We are the womanists. <laughs> that was um, Nation of Islam stuff. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Me and those four people got it. Did you? <laughs> you want to start? Or you want me to go? So I'll start. I don't mind. Okay. So one of the biggest reasons I don't call myself a feminist, and I prefer to call myself a womanist. Do you not? Do you not call yourself a feminist? Um, I do it for basic colloquial understanding, but okay. no, I'm a woman. I'm not. A, I'm a womanist. Okay. Um, and the reasons why I do that one is because I really want to get as far away from the white women as possible. Mm-hmm. So I don't use that word. And then an- another reason is I feel that when I say womanist, it makes people have to do work. Mm-hmm. They have to like figure out what this word means. And I prefer them do the work over there and not in front of me. Mm-hmm. If that makes any yeah. sense. I don't want to go through that process with you. I know why I'm a womanist. You can figure out what that is. Um, and then also because it's a term created by a black woman yep. and I'm very into language and I want to use the language of a black woman to describe how I love black women Mm -hmm. so those are the main reasons why i prefer womanist over feminist or black feminism Mm -hmm. yeah it just applies to me more and it helps me separate myself from those other things yeah so womanism for anybody who's unfamiliar womanism recognizes the beauty and strength of embodied black womanhood and seeks connections and solidarity with black men womanism identifies and criticizes sexism in the black community and racism in the feminist community so it is something um alice walker coined that term Mm -hmm. back in uh, the date they have here is um 1983 but that just might be when she was i think talking about it yeah um she has also used the word to refer to a woman who loves other women, whether platonically or sexually, mm-hmm. which is something that um, I think both of us embody. We we both love women. That's something that we put first and foremost in the work that we do. We mm-hmm. love them fiercely and ferociously. I love them platonically. Queen loves them platonically and sexually. And hey. I think, hey, Al. <laughs> hey, and I think that. Uh, the biggest piece of Alice Walker's in founding this, coining this term and talking about womanism is the intersectionality, yeah. right? So we, we talk about the intersectionality of um, feminism and queerness 
if that is if you are queer if you are not i'm not a queer person mm-hmm. but it's important to me that any movement that i'm a part of embraces Inclu- that and, and that. specifically embraces and includes black queerness yeah and specifically includes and embraces people of color and women of color alice walker also intended for the womanist term or describes it as a, both an alternative and an explanation oh, excuse me and an expansion of the term feminist mm-hmm. um and is popular for saying womanist is to feminist as purple is to lavender so mm-hmm. we know that lavender is a type of purple feminist is a type of womanist is what is how i see it like mm-hmm. feminine womanism embodies feminism to me based on this quote is a spin-off of womanism mm-hmm. right so like oftentimes to me, feminism is not doesn't always cover the whole thing. And as Queen was saying, feminism is often tied to and associated heavily with, with white, white women, women, their interests, their values, their goals, and with white women exclusive of women and people of color. Yes. And even though we have terms now like intersectional feminism, which is supposed to kind of address the ways in which white feminism has traditionally left out people of color mm-hmm. um, or trans folks or disabled folks. Yeah. So the goal is to constantly be intersectional. I feel like womanism has covered that. Yeah. Was, womanism, womanism has, was already doing that. Right. And although the term in, intersectional feminism was also something mm-hmm. that a black woman coined. Right. I, one is it's just quicker for me to say mm-hmm. womanism. Mm-hmm. And two, I don't want that. I don't want womanism to kind of like die away and like right. just be just be these other things. Like yeah. no, that word needs to still mm-hmm. live and have mm-hmm. life. Yeah. So I'm, I we provide that. Right, you right, know? right. So intersectional feminism also coined by black women. Black feminism also coined by black women. Black feminists. Mm-hmm. I'm not uncomfortable being called a black feminist. Mm-hmm. I don't. You're not going to see me write anywhere that I'm a feminist. Yeah. Because it is so heavily associated with white women and white feminism. And I used to, years ago, I used to demand, no, I'm a feminist. I used to demand a seat at the table. I used to demand that the feminists around me grow and be intersectional and that we be feminists together. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. And in my black feminism or in my womanism, I'm already demanding so much. I'm already constantly fighting. Yeah. I don't want to have to do that within a space and a movement that's supposed to to be comfortable and love me and support Mm -hmm. me. So we have um, we have other black feminists we have other people who i would in my spirit i identify them as womenists who choose and prefer to use the term black feminist or choose and prefer to use the term feminist yeah. i don't have a problem with that i don't yeah you're like you would never hear jay and i debating ever what is to use over the yeah, other that's like not, that's not something as long as you as long as you're you're as long as you move intersectional as yeah. long as you are doing the work I don't, I don't, yeah. t- I, I'm not on this thing where, well, the, the true term is womanist and that that's not yeah. like my wave. I just know that that's a term for me. When people call Jay, they can call me a womanist race nerd. Mm-hmm. They can, I also, I don't mind. I will sometimes write black feminists. I don't mind that mm-hmm. either. Um, but it's important that people, as Queen said, take the time out. If you don't know what a womanist is. When you hear about us, Once. when we're doing something, you have to Google that yeah. shit. I have listened to um, 
people invite black feminists whose work is specifically black feminists and they've always talked about being black feminists. I have listened to people interview those black women and ask them about feminism through a very white white feminist lens and say shit like, oh, well, we're all women, right? No, No. I would rather you say to me, what is womanism? Than to ask me some question about some shit a white feminist said. said. When if you were listening to us, if you were listening to the black feminists that you think are important and you want to have on your show, if you were fucking listening to them at any point in time, you would know that we don't fuck with white feminism. You would know that. So I don't ever want to be in a position where somebody is thinking that my feminism is white feminism. That someone is thinking that my movement is about simply wage equality, simply moving from 75 mm-hmm. cents to a dollar because I don't make 75 yeah. cents to a white man's mm-hmm. dollar. And, and Latinx women make less than that. Yes. And indigenous women indigenous, make, yeah, make, make even less than, than that. that. And it's important that my feminism, my black feminism, my womanism, if you will, encompasses all of that and is is constantly um learning and growing yeah. and and changing it's important that people understand that my i i we we've been to events we went to an event where that's another reason why we don't fuck with like women's empowerment per se and like the language surrounding <sighs> that yeah because it puts the ownership on women to liberate themselves. It's like pulling up your bootstraps. Right. Feminism. Right. And that's not... That's not what we that's do. Not what We're trying to dismantle the systems that are oppressing us. Yes. And so um, we have seen women empowerment motherfuckers who do not love women. Yes. Who do not... Who are, are focused on telling women how to be. Yeah. Telling them how to behave. Telling them how to carry themselves. And saying that when we're within that message blaming them for the state that they're in so the yes. reason why your womanhood looks like this is because you're not doing this 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 mm-hmm. this and this mm-hmm. there's you know and that's not how you tackle patriarchy right. you don't tackle patriarchy for telling women to change and correct these things and mm-hmm. do these things you fucking talk to patriarchy yeah. and talk you know figure that shit out with that mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of women empowerment things do if you do this and you do that and you do this and then that mm-hmm. and it's like systematic oppression is not something that you can do on an individual level in that way right you know yeah, so it's important that our um, womanism, and if some of you want to use the term black feminism, I'm okay with that. It's important that that embody the love that we have for mm-hmm. black women and femmes and for um, women of all races and colors and experiences, mm-hmm. and that includes white women. Yeah. Our womanism includes white women, unless you are somebody who has chosen to be violent against us, or unless you are someone who has chosen not to work through your white supremacy. Yeah, punk jump up to get beat down. That's right. That's right. So, um, what else did I want to say about this? Oh, right. Again, we were at an event, and this particular woman's empowerment person. Um, you could tell that their interpretation of um, feminism. Like we, or, like me and you were there? Yeah, okay. I'm framing it in a different way, but you was there. Um, you could tell some feminism to certain people is about being as loud as men and um, doing and embodying white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, right? So, in many of the ways. Becoming the oppressor. Becoming the oppressor. So, in many of the ways that white men move. Um, being loud, taking up space, showing their dicks. Everything is about their fucking dick. Mm-hmm. 
there are women who feel like it is empowering and um, feminist to, they reduce feminism to that being loud, shaming or embarrassing men, Mm -hmm. shaming or embarrassing um, quieter or more women who choose to be modest or whatever yeah. instead of understanding that we can all come to the table with all of our differences yeah, and shit like that. Out yeah. So there's that. And then you also kind of asked like, what is the importance of these things? And like kind of what Queen said, how like you'll never hear us talk about or try to encourage other people to use the term womanism because I feel like the trivialities of that are not significant. Exactly. I feel like when, yeah, I feel like when black women and other femmes, other black femmes ask me, okay, what is that? What do you mean? We're open to discussing Mm -hmm. that because this is like an internal dialogue and an internal conversation. And how do we, you know, are we pushing the culture forward? Are we working? Are we doing our best or whatever? So I don't mind engaging in that here like in that way just to say oh this is why we do this or whatever Mm -hmm. you know whatever um but it's not something that we feel the need to have everyone embody or do yeah what we want everybody to embody or do is dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism and whether you do that and decide to call yourself a feminist while doing that if you want to call yourself a black feminist if you want to call yourself a womanist if you don't want to call yourself anything yeah it's never versus right you can use those interchangeably and there's no issue over Mm -hmm. here yeah. Mm-hmm. something else that you said you asked about uh chimamanda adiche and so I wanted to talk about, so she is, I would say at this time, her, Roxane Gay, like one of the most popular black feminists. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she identifies as a black feminist or if she identifies as a feminist. I think feminist. Okay. Um, but she got in trouble a few years ago over what some people are referring to as transphobic. I also identify those comments as transphobic. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. She did apologize for this, and people have debated her apology and how they feel about it. I'm not going to read the apology, but I did want to say that she did apologize from it. It wasn't a Kevin Hart apology. It was not a Kevin Hart apology. Just got to be clear on that. Yeah, there were elements of it that could still be debated, but it was definitely not a Kevin Hart apology. So she was asked a question on BBC Radio 4 Women's Hour by broadcaster Jenny Murray, and I feel like the question of itself... It was like baited. I felt like it was baited. I felt like it was inappropriate. I remember. It's coming back to me yeah. now. But yeah, it was yeah. baited. So the question was, it was something basically like, are transgender women uh, real women? Or whether a trans woman is any less of a real woman if she also grew up enjoying the privileges, quote unquote, of being a man? So mm-hmm. that was like the essence of the question. Trigger warning, I guess. We did say we were going to read these like transphobic things, so... When people talk about are trans women women, my feeling is trans women are trans women. I think the whole problem of gender in this world is about our experience. It's not about how we wear our hair or whether we have a vagina or a penis. It's about the way the world treats us. And I think if you've lived in the world as a man with the privileges that the world accords to men and then sort of change gender, it's difficult for me to accept that then we can equate your experience with the experience of a woman who has lived from the beginning as a woman and who has not been accorded those privileges that men are. I don't think it's a good thing to talk about women's issues being exactly the same as issues of trans women because I don't think that's true. So those were her comments that sparked, 
I think the, you know, is Chimamanda transphobic or not? I think that, um, aside from like what to me are like glaring issues with the statement, mm-hmm. I think one of the bigger things is that this shit should not matter. That's yeah. what I think personally. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that shit should matter. And I don't think that that is these kinds of like, is this feminist? Is that feminist? Is this feminist? Should they be included? Are they women? How do we, it helps to detract from the oppressor, which is white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, white folks, white men, white supremacy. And so I feel like, um, I feel like there is a time and a place to discuss the nuances of our varied experiences Mm -hmm. as cisgender women, as trans women. I don't feel like this was the forum for that in this way. And I think that this statement to get more into like why it's so problematic. There, there are several times where she talks about, um, she uses the terms trans women and then women as if they are two separate things. And we know there are lots of different types of women and that includes trans women. And it also assumes that trans women have had this whole experience as men when trans women, many transition at all different stages of life. We don't know the experiences and, of every trans person. And then even within, so I'm thinking about um, our friendship with Diamond. Mm-hmm. And how Diamond, what, how Diamond has talked to us about the boyhood in her life, her experience as a child, yeah, okay. and how there still isn't a just you. That was still a trans woman. You get what I'm saying? Like, I understand what there you're was saying. not a, the way that she's saying this privilege mm-hmm. that they had because they the world perceived them as a male. A male uh-huh. It's like she's not. There's, there isn't full privilege in that either. Right. And she's not even acknowledging that experience at right, all. Right, right. There isn't full-blown right. privilege yeah. in that. To be more specific to how I understand, and this is um our homie Diamond from Marsha's Plate Podcast. Please check that out. To be more specific to how I understand Diamond, the when she talks about her childhood um, and being perceived as male, Diamond was called been calling a sissy yeah, or femme this, from a very very young, young age. age and so when we kind of like the way that is posed in chimamanda's response is as if is as if trans women um experience years of being treated like cisgender straight, straight. boys yeah um before transitioning mm-hmm. and again like we said trans women experience a variety of experience they have yeah. there are a variety of quote unquote for lack of a better term um origin stories yes you know what i'm saying so it just reduces it to such a very basic limited understanding of what um it means to be trans and what yeah. transitioning is and this illusion that we even fully understand as people who are not trans yeah. what that experience is it's like it's making me think of when we had diamond as a guest on our show mm-hmm. and i told her i'm like i've never because a lot, most of us are still on one-on-one when it comes to understanding transness, mm-hmm. that when we spoke to her and she said the word boyhood, I kind of was like, whoa. Like, I, you know, I didn't mm-hmm. even know that that could be said because usually right. it's like, that's just not something that's mentioned. 
and that's because specific. everyone is on one on one, like not even yeah. understand for like similar to how she's understanding mm-hmm. transness, not even like right. knowing that. It's well, there's that. Yeah, absolutely. There's that, and then even understanding that that's specific to Diamond's experience. Yeah, like her relationship to what Diamond refers to as her boyhood is something that not all trans trans women even experience or have or see that way Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and so it's such a nuanced thing that i think this is and this is i think trouble that a lot of academics run into is trying to define everything and trying to make everything black and white and i don't think that we have to do that or that we should be doing that or even i think a lot of academia tends to dismiss the experiences of everyday regular degular um, feminism. Yeah, which, like, I'm glad you said that. Mm-hmm. So it makes me think of, she said that that quote or that conversation about, that came out of her comment mm-hmm. made her think, the conversation that came out of that was the elitism right. and feminism. And then there's a line in the letter where she says that, and it stuck out to me where um, the person who wrote the letter says, I also recognize the, necessi- the necessity to engage the works of theorists and scholars who have laid the foundation for these movements. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was like, no, Sell it. Sell they it. did not lay the foundations of these movements. It's yes. the women, the everyday woman, yes. the woman in the hood. Yes. Those women are the people who are living it and who are laying the foundation. The academia people are watching them, yes. studying them, and researching them, yes. and writing about them. Yes. They did not lay the foundation yes. for this stuff. So when I saw that, I was kind of like, whoa. Right. That right. is not the people who laid the people who laid the foundation are actually the people who are like mm-hmm. fucking day to day just going to work. And yes, it's the academia who is studying them, Absolutely. learning from them, researching them. They didn't lay the foundation. Just because you name a thing doesn't, doesn't mean, mean that you started a thing. No, Alice Walker gave a name to womanism. Yes. Womanism existed. Before, before it was named, yes. before Alex yes. Walker. You know what I'm saying? And it was from Act- her looking at the lives of black women around yes. her that she was able to gather this information and create a word that pulled all of this stuff that she learned from black women to together tell into our, the story. Absolutely. To tell our stories so that when Queen and Jay come along, we could say, we're doing this thing. Exactly. This, these are the traditions that we follow. Mm-hmm. This is who we fuck with. This yes. is what we do. This is why we do what we do. And so that we don't feel lost in the sauce. And I think as diasporatical people, we so much has been taken from us. So much effort has been made not to teach our history in history class Mm -hmm. where people are supposed to be learning of the history of their nation and their communities. We are erased from that shit. And so... The academics help to tell our stories, Story. but they didn't lay the found. They laid Mm-mm. the foundation for the academic works. You know what I'm for saying? For the academic works and for the to be more visible to white people yes. and for white people to know our stories yes. and maybe understand our mm-hmm. stories. But they do not lay the foundation. Right? Like they don't. Yeah. They so don't. when we talk about some of us talk about our grandparents and like, yeah, she was a feminist and she didn't even know it. She didn't need to know it. Cause she was living it. She was living it. She was living it. So it was a way of life. Yes. Yes. You just lived it. You don't, you don't have, you don't stop and think about it and write it down. Cause you got to fucking live the shit. She didn't need for you to say, Oh snap. Grandma, did you know that you was a black feminist? Did you know you were? Because we are learning from them. We are learning from the ancestors. Yeah. And academia helps us or should be helping us to share these share stories. It and and it might help long- you quantify yes. this stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's not the foundation. It's not the foundation. It's not. It's not. Also, when we talk about, like, should there be some, like, basis for how we define womanism and feminism? Um, 
and like being able to say who's womanism, who's a womanist, who's a feminist, yeah. who's whatever. I think that I think that a basic understanding of um the way that I often describe womanism or feminism is or black feminism is desire for equal personhood. Mm-hmm. Right? So I need to be seen as a human. I need to be seen as someone who has their own agency and all of the things that we talk about in terms of dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. Mm-hmm. If we, if our freedom, if somebody's freedom or liberation is dismissive or oppressive to others, yeah, that's, that's not that, feminism. That, yeah, it doesn't matter all. what they say. Cause people have a, a really skewed understanding of what like equality is. Yeah. Like they think it means to stand on someone else's shoulders, mm-hmm. and that's not what mm-hmm. equality is. That means y'all are shoulder to shoulder. Right. That's equality. Right. You know, and a lot of people think it's mm-hmm. the other thing. Do they love women? We know people who somebody described us one time, and they thought they were giving us a compliment. Like, yeah, I never had no problems with them. Another woman. Is that like the basis? Who said that? Is that the basis? I want to know of- who said that. If the basis for your in- interactions or engagements, and she said that because we were women, because I heard that a million times before. You know when a woman is talking about you, like, oh, wow, I don't feel threatened or unsafe around these particular women. Because mm-hmm. generally speaking, I hate women and I feel unsafe around them, yeah. especially if they're black like me. Okay? So, like, you can hear it. Mm-hmm. You can hear yep. it. You know if somebody is treating other women with love. You know if somebody loves and fucks with other women. You yeah. know yeah. when people. I don't know. I just feel like if if also if a person when it comes to if they put all of the onus mm-hmm. of whatever the oppression is on women, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't fuck with women. Yes. So there are women who say they are feminists. And then anytime there is a thing, it's like, well, if women did this, and if women did that, mm-hmm. and if women did this, mm-hmm. then this wouldn't happen. Because if women did this, that's not... That's not yep. that's not a that's not a feminist. It's not a womanist. That's, mm-hmm. she, she doesn't fuck with women. When they're constantly talking about how women carry themselves, when oh, that's gosh, the thing, girl. when that's the jam, girl. that's not. No. That ain't it. Mm-mm. Let's talk about let's talk about men who uh, claim to identify. They're all liars. As womanists, or I don't believe in those or whatever. I don't believe. Speaking in those. of people who talk about us, somebody I don't believe was giving us a quote unquote compliment and oh, considers shit. themselves shake somebody the table baby who works to push women forward and cut another woman off. off okay somebody was like shouting us out or whatever they cut them off um Silent after cutting them off they inserted themselves into and, the compliment yes. right after inserting themselves into the compliment and saying oh yeah i've been doing this too and i i i and me 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 after doing all of that then they they gave us this compliment that was so patronizing and like paternalistic. Yeah. They inserted themselves. Yeah. They took in- up space. Yes. They yes. took space from that woman. Yep. They took up space in talking about us. Like mm-hmm. it became all about it became all that about man. Them. Yep. When it was not about Yeah, it a wasn't man at it all. wasn't I love seeing what queen and jay do nope it wasn't this is what i love about queen and jay nope. it wasn't i love how they do this it no. was i've loved seeing them grow Bro. i've loved watching them i gave mind them support you, mind you mind you team with queen and jay existed before whatever work Several this years. person mm-hmm. is talking about mm-hmm. don't diminish my work right it's number one right number two like 
Don't do that. It's a time to talk about yourself. And it doesn't and have to be. That wasn't the time. It's a time to talk about all the great shit you've done. It's a, it's a time to talk about you people You were there you being with. interviewed to talk about yourself. Yeah. You couldn't take three minutes to let someone talk about somebody else? It was a time. The what quest- the fuck? The question was, you were being who are you fucking with? They the, were asking The whole podcast outs. was about asking you questions about you, motherfucker. Yeah. And you couldn't take three minutes, yeah. four minutes to let a woman speak about some other woman right. or to not insert yourself in a conversation about tea with Queen and Jay. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, yo. Right. Shit so right. are these feminists taking up space from other women? Mm-hmm. Okay. And is there, there is there quote unquote feminism at the expense of other people? This person, I don't know if they necessarily call them a fe- themselves a feminist, but they do consider themselves a proponent of women and pushing women forward and not silencing black women. Meanwhile, in the ways that they move and imitate white supremacy and imitate the things that the white man does, they are silencing black women. Yeah. In with this illusion of, uh, oh, look how much I'm supporting and fucking mm-hmm. with y'all. Yeah. You know what I'm Just saying? Just because you love women romantically or sexually mm-hmm. does not mean like you love women. And I it's think a, a lot of women action. have that. Yeah, it's ways to do it. And you're not going to be perfect. Like, there are ways, whatever. People make mistakes. You could be a, what's that word, a co-conspirator of womanism and feminism. Mm -hmm. I don't, if a man tells me he's a womanist or a feminist, I'm like, I'm not fucking with you. Yeah. The fact that you have to say that Mm -hmm. turns me off. Mm -hmm. It's like, something's wrong. Why are you doing that? Yeah. You would just do the work. Right. I hope y'all can't hear my dog, Hennessy, eating her hard food that she didn't care about until we started recording. I'm going to take it from her in a second. And then I'll give it back. Don't worry. But before I do that, I did want to say that, again... I don't worry so much about, oh, is this one a feminist? Are they not a yeah. feminist? Da, 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 da. The only things that I that I point out really usually are white feminists who claim and scream and whose platform so much is, I'm a feminist. I love women, da, 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 da. And then they sit on, they crush, they silence Every women of color, color, indigenous women who are women of color. But that whole, anything that's not a white woman, they are- um, White woman, generally a white woman who has a vagina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That question. Right. So those are the only ones that I really say, okay, stop that shit. Cut mm-hmm. that shit out. This is bullshit. You're a liar. Cut the crap. You know? Cut the malarkey. <laughs> Cut it out. Well, I think we did a show. I think we did a show. Thank you for that letter, Anonymous. Yeah, we don't really do like mailbag episodes. No. Um, we like to read letters that we think help to spark like great conversation. conversation and like things that are within the realm of the topics that we already discussed. So we hope that like that added some insight to the shit that we do here. Yeah. You know? And what we're all about. You want to be a variety show person. I so do. Bad. That would be so much fun. I'll come and support. Thank you. <laughs> Me and you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like we said, did a motherfucking show. We did. Thanks again to everybody who listened. Thank you all, all of our new listeners, yeah. all of our comeback listeners. We appreciate you. We have been doing amazing this year, and we want to keep that shit going. <laughs> it's only been a week. Yeah. Like- hey. <laughs> hey. Okay. Keep it going. We've been doing yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, we have. So like we said, come and check us out. I will be at the Schomburg for the Black Comic Book Fest on Saturday the 19th. Our panel, Black Villains Matter, is at 10 a.m. Please come through for that. Registration is free. We'll leave the link to that in the show notes. Come through to Mix Vixen with Carefree Black Girl, Carefree Black Girl um, Vision Board and Intention Setting Workshop. It is a 27, 5 to 8 p.m. at Cafe Con Libros. And the 
link for that is also in the show notes. That's right. And then, as always, you can hit us up if you have any questions. And be sure that you are following us on all the social meds. We are at T with QJ on Twitter and Instagram. We are T with Queen and J on Facebook and Tumblr. I guess we are still there, um, but there there's no porn there anymore. So I don't know why we're still there, but we're there. It's fine. There's people who don't look at porn, I guess. I guess. We didn't ever post it. We so never posted porn. Looking. But I was hoping that while people were on Tumblr for porn, they would occasionally come across Tea with Queen and J. You know what I'm saying? You can visit our website, teawithqueenandj.com. And send us email. Yep. Teawithqueenandj at gmail.com. Be sure to like, rate, subscribe. Send us your five star ratings on Apple Podcasts. We really do appreciate those. We will, we will read those again on the podcast at some point. Mm-hmm. Thank you everybody let's get into them hashtags black lives matter trans lives matter stop killing trans women mm-hmm. say her name hashtag t with qj hashtag pods in color hashtag inner hall uprising hashtag marsh's plate hashtag unpack bg hashtag queer walk hashtag queer walk pod hashtag maybe bag ladies yeah hashtag maybe he doesn't hit you hashtag you okay sis um hashtag spoonie chat film this Hashtag Black Panther so lit. Never forget. Hashtag 4C forever. Hashtag Wakanda forever. I just made 4C forever up. Someone I used like that. that. Hashtag Carefree Black Girl. Yeah. Hashtag that. Hashtag Miss Vixen. Oh, I ha- yeah. Hashtag Miss Vixen. Hashtag Afro Vixen. Yes. Hashtag. Hashtag Storm Every Day. Hashtag Storm Every Damn Day. Okay. That's me. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Naima and a black girl named Janicia. I'm Naima. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>